You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode 158. Hey guys, this episode also appears on Facebook as a Facebook Live video. See today's guest, Jeff Etherson, talk about why strength training and lifting weights is super important for overall health and fat loss. Visit facebook.com forward slash Eric W. Sue Trainer or facebook.com forward slash Train Insane Gym. It will be pinned to the top. See you there. Your chance is now. I'm excited to announce the next Healthy Living Mastermind with Eric Sue. It starts March 13, 2017. Over eight weeks, you will get Eric's proven health and wellness strategies to help you get your health back and achieve your fitness goals. Join in with other highly motivated people as we all support and inspire one another. Visit www.ericwsue.com forward slash mastermind for all the details. Are you a first time listener? Hey, welcome. My team and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are a longtime listener, we thank you for your continued support. Do us a favor and share this podcast with all your friends because they deserve this amazing content as well. Okay, now on to the good stuff you all have been waiting for. Health tips, wellness advice, no hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a cool and knowledgeable personal trainer with us today. His name is Jeff Etherson. We will be talking about why strength training and lifting weights is super important for overall health and fat loss. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Jeff. Jeff, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely. Glad to be here. Jeff was born and raised in Anaheim and spent most of his youth playing sports. After finishing his athletic career playing football at Golden West College, he realized that he needed something to complete complete to compete at. It was at that time that Jeff found his true passion in weight training. After receiving his AA in at Golden West in health science, he attended the California University of Pennsylvania, where he graduated with a BS in exercise physiology and sports management. After graduating, Jeff took a four-month internship with the Washington Redskins as an assistant to the head strength coach, John Hastings. It was there that Jeff learned how to implement the knowledge that he learned retained from school. Learning how to Learning how the coaches program the workouts to achieve each athlete's goals is what gave him the idea for Train Insane, taking the principles he used by professional athletes and modifying them for the average Joe or Jane. Jeff, that was just a little bit about who you are. Could you share with us a little bit more on how you got started? Yeah, I mean, that was uh, that was a, a pretty good synopsis of, of kind of where I came from in terms of, of my start. Um, I got a I got my start in terms of training other people at 24 Hour Fitness. I think a lot of people start at you know big big box gyms, um, which was a good experience for me. It was um, allowed me to kind of learn the business a little bit because as any any trainer will tell you that um, you know being a good trainer will only get you so far. You, you you've got to be able to kind of to run your own business, so to speak. So, uh, trained at 24 Hour Fitness for about four years before I left and started my own training practice. Um, I was renting space from another gym. I did the whole outdoor boot camp thing for a little while. I think everybody did. And 
uh, eventually landed on, you know, opening my own facility. Uh, started out with about 1,500 square feet and about 30 people. Uh, over the last six years, I've grown that um, with my staff to about 8,000 square feet and about 200 members. Uh, just pretty much based on on word of mouth and getting people uh, getting people to their their goals and the results that they want. So, uh, the, I guess the foundation of our program is absolutely barbell training. Um, you and I talked a little bit about that and why I'm 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 really really uh, big and passionate on on people lifting weights. And uh, I think that's kind of what uh, what we're looking to discuss today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Uh, before we get into it a little bit more, Jeff, our audience really loves to hear the answer to this question, and that's what's one cool, unique fact about yourself? One cool, unique fact about myself. Um, wow. Uh, I have, let's see. Well, you kind of talked about the whole the Redskins thing. I think that yeah. that's kind of cool and unique. Um, I would I would say that uh, I've competed in almost every strength sport uh, that there is. Um, I'm actually hoping to do my my very first powerlifting. I mean, I think that's the, the only one I haven't done. Um, but I've competed in uh, CrossFit type of events uh, for for a number of years. Although I'm not a um, I'm not a CrossFit gym. And uh, have have a couple qualms with their uh, uh, overall organization, but competed in that. Competed in Olympic weightlifting. Um, I've coached athletes in, in in multiple different sports. That's kind of a hard question, man. <laughs> oh, that's all cool. Kind of kind of snuck that in on me. Yeah. Well, anyhow, I think that's pretty cool. You worked with a professional fo football team. That's awesome. I think that's pretty unique. So very good. Um, so let's dive into this, Jeff. I, I know um, you got all those medals in the back uh, behind you there. Um, I know that totally looks like it was planned. I just set this up on my desk. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like I'm totally trying to show off. Those aren't even, those aren't even my trophies. Um, we we kind of alluded to this earlier. If you wanted to show your place around a little bit real quick, if you want, you could do that. Um, you, you know, let me uh, walk out there. I just know that people are going to try and talk to me when I walk out here. So. <laughs> Let's uh, let's see what we can just check out. Go for a walk out here for a second. So here's uh, kind of turn the camera a little bit. It's where all the magic happens. Yeah. So right now is kind of uh, like I said, kind of what we call our mom's class. We got I'd say about 80 percent uh, females in here. Most of the moms. Uh, we walk this way. We have our little, our little kids area over here where they kind of bring in, bring in the kids to kind of hang out. Can you see kids? There you go. There you go. So, um, but that's kind of a, it, it's pretty basic. There's no, there's no situation, like I said, where uh, barbell training, uh, we're doing squats and presses and deadlifts today. Um, yeah, there's nothing real tricky. It's just kind of a big open space, uh, lots of room for people to, to lift weights and uh, not bump into one another. Awesome, awesome. Looking great, looking really good. Um, so as you walk back into your office and get settled in here, uh, we, we uh, ended up on this topic about why strength training and lifting weights 
is super important for overall health and fat loss. Um, I know you're really into the lifting the weights and everything. So, so how do you describe it to people and help people out with that approach? How do I describe why strength why training is so important? Gotcha. Well, I, I guess essentially, if you want to talk about what most people's goals are, uh, I would I would wager to say that most people are are into dropping some body fat. I think that that's that's a pretty common thread with with a lot of people these days. So. If we're going to go along with that and we're going to assume that most people are trying to lose body fat, we have to look at how that, how we can, we can achieve that. And obviously nutrition is a huge, huge part of that. But along with nutrition and, and the number one thing that I think people forget about when it comes to dropping body fat is there's, there's actually kind of two goals here. One would be obviously losing body fat, right? We want to create a, a calorie deficit and we want to, to drop body fat. But a very close second is that we need to maintain lean body mass. And that's one of the big problems with a lot of these super high intensity cardio based programs is they don't take into account the need to maintain lean muscle mass. And just through, through the course of my studying and reading and, and you know, we know some things about the best ways to do that. And uh, training with weights is by far the best way to make sure that you're stimulating those muscles to let your body know that you, you still need them and then eating enough protein to, to make sure that your body has the resources to repair and recover them. Uh, um, so you kind of get the best of both worlds. You're getting obviously, you know, on the nutrition end of things, you're, you're pushing that calorie deficit, you're increasing your energy expenditure. Uh, but while you're training, you're also signaling and letting your body know that, that you want to hang on to that muscle tissue. And the reason that's so important is when we get to the end of the diet, we want to be able to backfill and add calories back in. And the more lean body mass you have, the more calories you're going to be able to eat when you're done with the diet. As opposed to dropping lean body mass along with your fat, it leaves you in a state at the end where you, yeah, you lost, you lost some body fat, but because of that lean tissue loss, you're not going to get to eat as much food when the diet's over, which becomes increasingly difficult. Yeah, we're... Um you and I are in the fitness industry as trainers and we're always trying to n nail that that knowledge into people and tell them that lean muscle mass is the key, right? It's it's all about Absolutely. building that lean muscle mass and strength training. Um, what kind of programs specifically do you put people through? So uh, I, I like to I'd like to think that I run my, my program much like a, a strength and conditioning program would be run in that um, training needs to be done in phases and you can't just continue to do the same method of training for infinity. So there's a time and a place for almost anything. And I could, you know, if you want to talk about boot camps and you want to talk about, um, spin classes, I'm, I'm going to blank out on all the different things that people are doing, but sure. there's a time and a place for, for most of those things. It's just that you can't do that only all the time. So if you came in here and you looked at my program, like there would be pieces of my program that look a lot like a boot camp. There'd be pieces of my program that look like a, uh, a weight training program for, you know, for strength and conditioning. There would be pieces that look like just basic cardio because all of these things have a place in your training. It's just making sure that you're using them for the right purpose. So, you know, we have, we have some, uh, uh, what are they called? Air, like assault bikes, so like the fan bikes. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yep, Airdyne maybe. Oh, Airdyne, there you go. So the one that I have is called Air Assault, it's the same mm -hmm. thing. 
so there's times when we have people that just for long periods of time will ride a bike, much like a spin class. However, that is added into their program as needed. It's not something that's just every single day you're going to ride this bike. Um, it's added as needed. So the, the base, the base of my program is almost always weight training. We kind of base it around, uh, the four basic barbell movements, which would be mm -hmm. the squat, the deadlift, the press, uh, and the bench press. Mm -hmm. Those, those four movements do a pretty good job of attacking, uh, or hitting most of the major muscles in the body. Uh, of course there are, you know, little things to add in barbell rows. I mean, there, there's other things that we do. Um, and in doing that, I think we run through periods of time where we're working on volumes of training, where we're right. trying to do a lot of volume to build muscle. Um, at the end of that, we kind of shift that into what would be more considered a strength, uh, a strength program where we're trying to take the muscle that we just built and make it stronger. Uh, after that, we will go into a conditioning phase where we're trying to maintain the strength that we just built and increase our level of, of aerobic and anaerobic conditioning. Right, And then we will basically recycle that whole thing and start over. And the idea is when you go back to that hypertrophy program, I mean, we're talking almost six months in between recycling programs. Mm -hmm. When you mm -hmm. go back, when you go back to that initial hypertrophy program, all of your weights will be heavier than they were the last time. And then we act and then we get new growth out of that next phase of training. So let me try to break it down simply by saying that we are putting people through a progression, putting people through a uh, a loading, and then a um, uh, a way of training so that when they are going through this process, they are increasing their resistance, max loads, as well as being able to uh, build that lean muscle mass all at the same time. Would that kind of be a good summary? No. No. Because, so... All of those things are true, but they're not done at the same time. They're for sure, done, right? For sure, they're done kind of in 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 phases. So, right. you know, we're gonna we're gonna dedicate, and that's another kind of a a fallacy that I, that I hear people talk about. Like, I want to get really really big, and I want to get really really lean. Well, those two things don't go together, right? So we know that to get really big and muscular, it takes uh, a surplus of, of calories along with the weight training, mm -hmm. and to get really really lean. It's, it requires a deficit in calories uh, along with weight training. So if one is a surplus and one is a deficit, you can't really do both at the same time. It's not, they don't really jive together. So in the same way with strength and hypertrophy or muscle building, doing, you know, they're, they're opposing things where we know that volume of training, so reps times sets times weight, would be the number one contributor to building muscle size but we also know that to build strength, we need to lift heavier weights and as such would dictate that we would be able to do less volume. Uh, so those two things, again, don't go together. So I'm not saying that you won't get a little bit of each. So in other words, when you're training for strength, I'm not saying you won't gain any muscle, but I'm saying that you will not gain as much muscle as you would if you just focused all that time on a little bit lighter weights, probably in the you know 60 to 75% range and just drove the volume up as opposed to, you know, a much, a much lower volume program with heavier weights. Okay. Okay. Make, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. Yeah. Um, I kind of was going in a different direction with that, but, um, but you, you clarified very well. Um, as far as what a beginner could do, if you know, I have some listeners who are new to fitness, 
what what could they do to get uh, just to get their feet wet? Uh, yeah, so that's actually that's a problem that that I have because I get we do run some online coaching with people. We're 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 just getting that started. We're we're doing pretty well, but yeah, the issue becomes most of the programs that I write for people have to do with uh, barbells, and if you've got zero experience with barbell training, I don't feel very comfortable. Uh, assuming that you're going to figure out how to deadlift by yourself. So yeah, you kind of run into an issue. There's, I put together, I put together a couple of videos on my YouTube channel, just kind of the basics, but I would, I would recommend that anybody that's trying to get into this would, would find a coach of some kind to at least get the basics down. Because although I think these are great exercises and I think that they, I mean, I would argue that they are the best exercises. They definitely take, you know, there's a learning curve involved. So what we start everybody out with is what we would call a goblet squat. Are you familiar with a goblet squat? I think so. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like with a kettlebell or a dumbbell, uh, kind of holding it in front of you. So just to kind of get the basic technique of a squat without having a barbell on your back. Right. Uh, so worst case scenario, you drop it and nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, same thing, same thing with deadlifts. So we would, we would start with what we call kettlebell pickups. You know, essentially you're deadlifting a kettlebell, but it's, it's super light. It allows you to really work on technique, really understand kind of what you're supposed to feel in the movement, having your, your balance in the right place. Um, the upper body lifts are a little bit easier to bench press and press. Um, most people learn fairly quickly just because it's, there's, there's so much less involved. Uh, so learning how to do an overhead press and a, a bench press, not that there's not technique involved, but it would be, uh, a little bit easier to do. So I, I guess in terms of learning what I'm trying to tell them, having a coach run them through this, at least in the in the beginning, would be your best your best bet. Yeah, and and they're, they're learning techniques. They're they're learning how their body uh, fitness level is, and you're progressing them up from there, right? Yeah, exactly. So just just briefly, we would go from goblet squats. We would build them up to, because we have male and female bars at my gym. So the female bar weighs 35 pounds and the male bar weighs 45 pounds. So we'll work them up to, the females up to a 35-pound kettlebell. Once they can do that controlled, we would move them to the empty bar. And we would go from there, guys, mm -hmm. up to about a 44-pound kettlebell. So we, we build them up to that. Then we go to the bar because putting a bar on your back is a little bit of a different technique than holding a kettlebell in front right. of you. So we work, we work with that and then go into a very basic loading scheme of, of, you know, ascending sets where every week they put a little bit more weight on the bar than they did the week before. Yeah. And, and so, uh, speaking of, uh, progression and how much weight and so forth, how do people know they're making progress in your opinion? Um, well, all of our, all of our clients are required to keep a journal. Mm -hmm. They all, they all journal all of their workouts. Um, so, Basically, it's just looking at numbers. So, if you're if you're a beginner, let's say that let's say that you just got to the bar, and you're using the, the the barbell for the first time, and we got you to your last set of five for that day was fifty pounds. Okay, so the next time that you lift, your 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 instructions are you, your last set has to be heavier than it was mm -hmm. last time. So that's a pretty cut and dry way to see progress right there. I mean, right. You're, you're putting more weight on the bar than you did last time. So most people can progress like that for a, for a pretty long time. It's, 
you know, it's what we refer to as kind of the, the newbie gains scenario sure. where you're, they're so they're, they're learning so much and their muscles are just kind of getting the hang of what it is they want them to do. So there's so much progress being made. That's not even necessarily muscle growth. It's mm. just, um, you know, it's, it's neuromuscular. Yeah. You're, you're getting better control over the muscles you have. You're improving your technique. And all of these things lead to you being able to put more weight on the bar. Yeah, yeah. Muscle recruitment, all these things are happening. And um, exactly. they're getting getting uh, used to the new activity. What What is it that you do with someone who is trying to maintain, though? And someone who's like, okay, I've been in, through the game. I, I've been here for a while. Uh, speak to those people a little bit. Because obviously there's people who are hitting maybe plateaus. And, and then they're like, well, what, what's going on here, right? So we've been, let's see, I'm coming up on seven years at this location. And although like, I'm not going to say like nobody ever hits a plateau, that's crazy. <laughs> but what I, what I will say is that the way that this gym works and definitely it was by accident is that all of the competitors that we have here, whether they be powerlifting, weightlifting, uh, some of the girls doing figure and bikini competitions, they kind of get to a point where they've, they've hit all of their original goals, you know, whether it just be a fat loss goal or a strength goal. And then they, they kind of take that into another place where they can continue on with their progress. So mm. I've never, I, I've honestly never had anyone that just flat came up to me and said like, I don't want to get any better at all. <laughs> Right. That's never that's never happened to me before. So, uh, which makes sense. Like I don't I don't know, and, and I'm sure you can attest to this. Like I've been I've been working out since I was 14 years old, not always having a clue what I was doing, but but pretty consistent with training. Mm -hmm. And I have never once looked in the mirror and been like, I'm done. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I'm good. Right. You know, I don't I don't need to get any better at anything. So I think that's pretty common that that. You know, the day, and I've heard this said before, you know, the, the day that you started weight training is the day that you'll never be good enough. Mm. So uh, whether that's a good or a bad thing, <laughs> it's kind of said tongue in cheek, yeah. but there's, there's most people are always trying to get better at something. Cool, cool. So always have that, that uh, future vision, always having that uh, next goal in mind, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, and we try to, we try to give them that. I yeah. think a lot of times they don't, they don't know what that is, but I think the the opportunity to take it to the next level of like, yeah, I mean, you look amazing right now. Um, but if you're looking for something else to do, there, you know, you can do this, this, and this that are even above what you're doing right now. Right, you know, right. Some people jump at that. Some people, you know, that scares them a little bit. But there's right. there's always somewhere else to go. Absolutely, I, I think the thing that just popped in my mind was like, there's our marathons, but then there are ultra marathons, right? <laughs> so exactly, definitely, exactly. Um, I know you want to maybe touch on the nutrition side real quick here. Um, how do you help someone who's trying to, to um, build lean muscle mass do that through nutrition? Yeah, so so building lean muscle mass um, is actually far more difficult than losing body fat. And I think that's that's a big message that I try to get across to people because uh, maybe you can speak to this. I get so many females that come in here and tell me like I don't want to get bulky. <laughs> and oh yeah. And I think that that's hysterical because I've been trying to get bulky since I was 14, <laughs> right. and I'm not. Yeah. So I'm I'm semi offended by that, but. <laughs> 
But I think that the overall message is that that in order to gain muscle, in order to get, you know, quote unquote, bulky, uh, it requires you to eat a lot of food. So if you're the kind of person that comes into the gym, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to say female because I don't normally have guys say I don't want to get bulky. Right. Right. Um, but if you're a female and you're you're coming into the gym and you're telling your coach or whoever's working with you, like, you know, I, I put on muscle really, really fast or I get really, really bulky. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, a you know, at a, at a very fractional rate more than anybody else. But the only way that that's happening is if you're eating, if you're overeating. Yeah. Right. If you're eating too much food. So back to your original question, um, we, we, you know, in the same way that we would put somebody into a calorie deficit, we would put them into a surplus. Uh, I actually just got done working with a guy. I had him on a 12 week uh, uh, massing phase. Right. He put on about 16 pounds hmm. over the course of 12 weeks. Not not all of that muscle for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the the whole lean gain stuff is not that's not real you're not gonna you're not gonna just put on solid muscle so yeah he put on a little bit of body fat over that course of time just by uh lifting high volumes of weight and you know he was eating about 4300 calories he's a big guy he's Mm -hmm. eating about 4300 calories a day um you know keeping that stuff in check checking in with me once a week and then now now that he's finished we've had to maintain that for a little bit and then we'll go right back into uh, a cut you know, to drop some of that body fat. But I mean, if you think about this in, in 12 weeks, I would say that at best, at best out of that 15 pounds, he put on six pounds of muscle, oh. maybe. So that leaves about six to nine pounds of fat right. that we need to pull off. Yeah. But, but so if it took 12 weeks to put on six pounds of muscle and we can pull off about two pounds of fat a week, right? Yeah. If, if we're doing this right. So if we have four weeks of dieting, if we put him on a four-week diet, he's going to pull off eight pounds of body fat, you know, considering, which is a, I mean, it's a third of the time it took him to put on the muscle. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that when people are afraid of putting on body fat in exchange for gaining muscle, the trade-off and, and the amount of time that it'll take you to pull that body fat off is minuscule by comparison. Right, 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 right. It's kind of important to, to understand what we're doing uh, in terms of how much we eat, portions, and so forth, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, back to the whole nutrition thing, I'm a, I'm a big, big proponent of, of, I guess, teaching people about nutrition. Um, I'm not a kind of a gimmick guy where I'm like telling people, well, just, you know, just don't eat carbohydrates or, or don't eat past a certain time. I find much more value in teaching people about calories and what calories are and macronutrients and um, the fact. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Sorry about that. I got a phone call. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't realize that could happen. So, uh, but yeah, just teaching people. And, and although on the front end of what I'm teaching, it may seem like a big pain in the butt because there's you know. You have to learn some stuff. You have to you have to take time and, and log your food and understand. But on the back end, understanding how you got to your to your goal and how you achieved these things to me is far more important because one of the things that I tell people when they sit down in front of me is, you know, everyone wants to get there as fast as they can. You know, how how long will it take me to lose X amount of weight? And you know, one of the things that I always say is like, well, 
if I could snap my fingers and give you that body right now, if you want to lose 20 pounds, great. If I could snap my fingers and give that to you right now, what are you going to do then? Right. Like, like what are you going to do? You have no idea how you got there. If you just continue on with the habits that you have right now, you're going to put it all back on. Mm -hmm. So why not acknowledge the fact that, you know, you, you need to learn how to change some things and take advantage of that over the course of you, you know, what it's going to take you to drop the body fat that you're after. Yeah, that's so important that uh, it's the process and who you become, not if you just exactly all of a sudden magic fingers or whatever say, hey, we're there. <laughs> but um, so important. So we're at the end here. Jeff, how could you summarize um, what you talked about today? And can you add uh, a little bit more if you want? Summer. Well, I, I guess to summarize everything, I think that's. Um, if you're, if you're looking for fat loss, if fat loss is your goal and you're not utilizing any kind of weight training at the moment, I think you're, you're definitely missing out on, uh, a lot of benefits from it. I mean, it, and it goes well beyond what we talked about here today, mm -hmm. but it, it, it just, just at the very, very top, you know, at, at the, at the top level is holding on to that lean body, that, that lean body mass so that you make sure at the end of your diet, uh, you're not miserable and stuck with eating super super low calories for the rest of your life right mm. you want to maintain that lean body mass and uh weight training is is absolutely the best way to do that awesome very good how do people get a hold of you jeff uh well you can find me on facebook obviously uh our our facebook page is train insane gym like you said the one in anaheim california i guess there's another one in canada now yeah that's not me <laughs> um so you can find me there i also have a private Facebook page that I, it's called fit moms club that I'm really trying to use to get a hold of, of, you know, uh, moms, you don't necessarily have to be a mom. That's just kind of how it started. Uh, but you can request to be part of that page. I'm just always on there answering questions, uh, putting up videos, really just trying to, to provide as much content as I can, because there's so much bad information out there. And I'm yeah. constantly reminded of that on a daily basis when people come into my office. So, all of the things that go onto that page are, are born out of conversations that I have with real people who come in with just these horrible, horrible ideas of what it takes to lose body fat and achieve their goals. Uh, and I want to do whatever I can to, to squash that stuff and make awesome. it make more sense. Very good. Well, make sure we have that in the show notes. Jeff, this is a fast 30, but fun. I really appreciate you being on Facebook Live as well. And um, I'll see you in Anaheim, maybe. Absolutely, man. Take care of yourself. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.